Hare Krishna. I welcome all to everybody's Hare Nam conference call. Uh, today, we are, today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Gopal Hari Das Prabhu from Naperville, Illinois, to enlighten us on verse one from third chapter of fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru. Raj. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I apologize for the delay in connecting. Um, there's some, there's some uh, issue with my uh, internet here. So I'm just resolving that. I think it's resolved. Um, but in either case, we can get started now. Sure, Prabhuji Hare Krishna. I'll take over the call, Prabhu. Um, yes. Um, so at the beginning, do you sing Jai Radha Madha or we just start straight? We can just start, uh, right? Yeah, we just start, but if you want, you can sing also. That should be fine. Okay. Uh, so Canto 5, Chapter 3, Text 1. It, Yeah, Prabhuji, you can sing Mangala Charan and Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva. Okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 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 So we'll uh, recite Mangalacharan prayers. Om Jnanam Jumirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurur Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manohishtam Tapitam yena hutale, Sayam rupa kadamayam, Vedati svapadantikam, Vandeham shri guru, Shri yuta padakamalam, Shri guru nvaishnavamsa, Shri rupam sagrajatam, Sahagana rugunathanvitam tam sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Dagunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Hey Krishna, Karuna Sindho, Dina Bandho, Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta Namostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu Vyayevacha, Patitanam Pavanipyo, Vaishnavipyo Namo Namaham, Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, 
ಶ್ರೀಯಾದ್ವೈತಾಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಹರಿ ರಾಮ ಹರಿ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಹರಿ ರಾಮ ಹರಿ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಶ್ರೀಶುಖೋಚಿಕಾಮೋಪತ್ಯಕಾಮೋಜ ಮೇರು ದೇವ್ಯಾಗವಂತಾಮಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ಟುಡ್ರನ್ Meru Devya with Meru Devi. Bhagavantam, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yagya Purusham, Lord Vishnu, the Master Enjoyer of all performances of sacrifice. Avahita Atma, with great attention. Ayajata, offered prayers and worship. Translation of Purpur by Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shira Prabhupada Ki Jai. We'll read this translation and the next translation of Purport. Translation, Shukadeva Goswami continued to speak. Maharaj Nabhi, the son of Agnidha, wished to have sons, and therefore he attentively began to offer prayers and worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, the master and joyer of all sacrifices. Maharaj Nabhi's wife, Merudevi, who had not given birth to any children at that time, also worshipped Lord Vishnu along with her husband. Once again, Shukadeva Goswami continued to speak, Maharaj Nabhi, the son of Agnidha, wished to have sons, and therefore he attentively began to offer prayers and worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, the master and joyer of all sacrifices. Maharaj Nabhi's wife, Merudevi, who had not given birth to any children at that time, also worshipped Lord Vishnu along with her husband. In the performance of sacrifice, there are seven transcendental means to obtain the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One, by sacrificing valuable things or eatables. Two, by acting in terms of place. Three, by acting in terms of time. Four, by offering hymns. Five, by going through the priest. Six, by offering gifts to the priest. And seven, by observing the regulated principles. However, one cannot obtain 
However, one cannot always obtain the Supreme Lord through this paraphernalia. Nonetheless, the Lord is affectionate to his devotees. Therefore, in Maharaj Navi, who was a devotee, worshipped and offered prayers to the Lord with great faith and devotion and with a pure, uncontaminated mind, superficially performing some yajna in the line of Pravargya, the kind Supreme Personality of Godhead, due to his affection for his devotees, appeared before King Navi in his unconquerable and captivating form with four hands. In this way, to fulfill the desire of his devotees, the Supreme Personality of Godhead manifested himself in his bodily, in his, in his beautiful body before his devotees. His body pleases the mind and eyes of the devotees. Once again, in the performance of a sacrifice, there are seven transcendental means to obtain the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One, by sacrificing valuable things or eatables. Two, by acting in terms of place. Three, by acting in terms of time. Four, by offering hymns. Five, by going through the priest. Six, by offering gifts to the priest. And seven, by observing the regulated principles. However, one cannot always obtain the Supreme Lord through this paraphernalia. Nonetheless, the Lord is affectionate to his devotees. Therefore, when Haraj Nabi, who was a devotee, worshipped and offered prayers to the Lord with great faith and devotion, and with a pure, uncontaminated mind, superficially performing some yajna in the line of Pravargya, the kind, supreme personality of Godhead, due to his affection for his devotees, appeared before King Navi in his unconquerable and captivating form with four hands. In this way, to fulfill the desire of his devotee, the Supreme Personality of Godhead manifested himself in his beautiful body before his devotee. This body pleases the mind and eyes of the devotees. Perfect translation for in the Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly said, Bhaktiya maam abhijana ke yavan yashchashvi tatvata tato maam tatvato gyatva vishate tad anantaram One can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead as He is only by devotional service. And when one is in full consciousness of the Supreme Lord by such devotion, He can enter into the Kingdom of God. One can understand and see the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the process of devotional service and not in any other way. Although Maharaj Navi performed prescribed duties and sacrifices, it should still be considered that the Lord appeared before him, not due to his sacrifices, but because of his devotional service. It was for this reason that the Lord agreed to appear before him in his beautiful bodily features. As stated in Brahma Samhita 5.30, the Supreme Lord in his original nature, is very beautiful. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, although blackish, is very, very beautiful. Right. Um, so uh, these verses are actually very, um, very beautiful and very instructive. Uh, I'll start, we can start by discussing the first verse that we read. Um, and this verse, 
it describes actually a theme in Vedic literature that we see. How in previous times, amongst the great devotees of the Lord, whenever they wanted to have children, they would first worship the Lord and then have the child. Srila Prabhupada mentions in many, many different purports that Garbhodhan Sanskar is very important. It's very, very important before a husband and wife we get children. Because, he says, by doing Garbhodhan Sanskar, one ensures that the child that comes will be a pious soul, will be a devotee of the Lord. And in this way, for decades to come, the parents will be blessed with a devotee in their family, someone who is bringing much Krishna consciousness from their past life. Such a person will be born in their family, which is such a blessing. As opposed to just uh, having children without this proper austerity and penance, this Garvadhan Sanskar, and then not knowing what the result or the fruit of that of having that child will be. So Prabhupada again and again mentions Garbhodhan Sanskar and this is actually something that uh, if we read Prabhupada's books we, we find it's like etched in my mind that he always says Garbhodhan Sanskar is so important. So what is actually this Garbhodhan Sanskar? We, Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada never gave us a, you could say, a, a, um, a directive a description of exactly what Garbhodhan Sanskar is. So what is it? Because he says we should do it. We should do it again and again. And again he says it. Yet he never explained to his disciples in person or in his books that this is what the Garbhodhan Sanskar was and this is how it should be done in this day and age. Nor did he, like he, Srila Prabhupada did weddings, he never um, helped or practically performed a Garbhodhan Sanskar for his household or disciples. So this Garbhodhan Sanskar is uh, nothing actually ritualistic. This is why Srila Prabhupada, has, so he never cared to show us what the ritualistic Garbhodhan Sanskar is. This is actually the, the devotion, the devotional service and the austerities for pleasing the Lord that a devotee householder performs. Like we see here in the case of Maharaj Navi. This is the worship of the Lord. This is the life that we lead uh, before conceiving uh, a child. Um, And all the great souls in the history of Vedic literature, they perform this. We see Drona and Droni. This is the month of Kartik. So it's a very ideal month to speak of this. Um, They perform great austerities to worship the Supreme Lord. Um, they had such a deep, intense desire to have the Supreme Lord as their child. So they worshipped him out of pure love. And then uh, they had Krishna, Lord Damodar, as their child. Now, Drona and Droni, it's very interesting that uh, even in their previous lives, they were Krishna's parents, they were very uh, exceptional personalities and um, they performed austerities to attain the Lord 
but the austerities were not actually so severe. They were not actually so extraordinary. So in the Bhagavatam, actually Maharaj Parikshit, this is how the story of, of Damodar Lila is actually told. This is why Shukadeva Goswami actually tells the pastime of Damodar Lila. Maharaj Parikshit asked Shukadeva Goswami indirectly, he asked, how is it possible that Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda could have been so fortunate to have Krishna as their child? Because how is it possible that just by performing some austerities, one can have the Supreme Personality of Godhead as their child? And even Vasudev and Devaki were not as fortunate as Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj. So what is it that these two individuals did by which they had the great fortune of having Krishna as their child. Parikshit Maharaj is actually confused. He's actually thinking that, you know, he asks about the history of Krishna's parents and Shukadeva Goswami just says, you know, they did austerities, Krishna appears before them and he becomes, you know, their son and they are personally feeding Krishna with their hands and they're, you know, they have a benediction that no one in the three worlds has to have Krishna as their child. And Parikshit Maharaj cannot accept this. He cannot accept that just by performing some austerities, one can have the Supreme Lord as their child. So in response to this doubt of Maharaj Parikshit, Shukadev Goswami tells the story of Damodar Lila. And Sanatana Goswami, in his commentary on this Damodar Lila, he explains that he shows through this story that Maharaj Nanda and Mother Yashoda, especially Mother Yashoda, did not receive Krishna as their child because of their austerities. But they received Krishna as their child due to their unalloyed, spontaneous, bhakti, devotional service to Lord Krishna. Their, their spontaneous devotion, their love for Krishna, that is what, that is due to which they had Krishna as their child. And this is a very, uh, very key point here. In the Bhagavatam, you have that beautiful verse. Once Mother Yashoda ties Krishna, then that beautiful verse is there that the benediction that was reached or attained by Mother Yashoda was not attained by Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, all the great sages, the yogis, the jnanis. They did not achieve that benediction which Mother Yashoda received as the mother of Damodar. And only because, Shukadeva Goswami says, due to her unalloyed affection, due to her love, she was able to bind the Supreme Lord. And these ropes were not ropes, but they were actually ropes of love. Due to that intense devotion she had, she was able to bind the Lord. And we find that in the beginning, Drona and Droni, when the Lord comes and they say, please, Come as our child. Manifest yourself on this planet so that the whole world can see and know your transcendental pastimes. So they were actually preachers. Their desire was to, was to reveal the pastimes of the Lord for the whole universe. And therefore the, the Lord rewarded them in a way that he did not reward Vasudeva Devaki because they were on the platform of spontaneous, pure devotion. Vasudeva and Devaki, on the other hand, Prishni and Prishni Garba, they 
in their previous lives, they, they did actually perform very great austerities. And as a result of those austerities, they had the Supreme Lord as their child. So they also were very great devotees of the Lord. And remember to have Krishna as your child, even for a moment, is something very, very extraordinary. So we cannot think that they're anything less. But comparatively speaking, we see that they, Mother Yashoda and Devaki had an even greater blessing because their, their, their mood was one of bhakti, more intense bhakti. And Vasudeva and Devaki were worshipping Krishna more on reverence and in, in austerities. So Maharaj Navi and his wife, they worship Lord Vishnu with great love and devotion. And this is why the Lord appears as their child, as Maharaj is Vishabdev, King Vishabdev. And in fact, the next verse points this out, and this is why it's so relevant, this Dhammadar pastime and what we're reading here. It actually points out uh, in the translation, Srila Prabhupada says that he performs sacrifices just uh, superficially. I mean, that was kind of the superficial external manifestation of his performance of, of devotion to perform the yajna in the line of pravargya, you know, in the, in the family line, he had to do the yajnas, just like Prabhupada said that we do the yajnas for the satisfaction of the common people. But the actual thing that installs the deity, the actual thing that gives us the initiation or does the ceremony, is the chanting of Krishna's holy names. The yajna is the external manifestation. So it specifically says you superficially performed yajna. But really, what did he do? He worshipped and offered prayers to the Lord with great faith and devotion and with a pure, uncontaminated mind. This is what wins the heart of the Lord. This faith and devotion, this pure, uncontaminated mind. This, this love, this selfless uh, love for the Lord, which has no, no desire for ulterior motive, simply just to please the Lord. Anya Vilashita Shunyan. And it is only through this devotion, time and time again, that we see that we can attain the Lord. And this is why in the purple Prabhupada quotes this verse, Bhaktiya Mama Vijanati. Because this is the sum and substance of all of these things. That of all these narrations of Drona and Droni, Mother Yashoda, Nanda Baba, and here is King Nabi, that it's only through love, it's only through by devotional service that we can understand who Krishna is and can enter into the kingdom of God. So, um, so this is very, uh, very uh, telling here that uh, all of us, some of us may already have children, but those of us who don't, we all need to perform austerities, great austerities in devotion before, before we can desire a son or a daughter. Because this is the path of the Lord. Krishna says, It is through yajna that we get liberation. It is through sacrifices that we get something good. Anything that we do, anything that marriage, uh, child, uh, the birth of a child, um, uh, the, you know, getting a home, uh, we should also always worship the Lord before we want anything. So that, um, so that our greediness, our lust for sense enjoyment, these things reduce. And when our intention is not 
out of lust and greed. If we're not acting out of lust and greed, then whatever comes will be very biased, will be very fortunate. When, when we are, are performing our sadhana bhakti, which is, which is what this call is about, then our day will become very much in the mode of goodness. And, and hopefully on the transcendental level, but at least in the mode of goodness, where lust and greed will not drive our, our desires, our activities. And we can act in, in knowledge and devotion uh, uh, with, with proper intelligence, with a clear intelligence. So um, austerities are important. And those austerities need to be done in devotion. Uh, here, it describes seven things, which I thought are very also nice, interesting, that Maharaj Navi did to please the Lord. And these seven things we can do during the month of Kartik. Many people do in the month of Kartik. The first one is by sacrificing valuable things or eatables. That by sacrificing uh, some food, like one devotee knew Vrindavan, during the month of Karthi, he's only eating fruits. So I was thinking, well, is this, you know, is this good? Is this, what is it? So here it's being said, yes, we should sacrifice valuable things or eatables. Krishna is pleased by that. Sometimes people go to a holy place and they'll give up eating something for the rest of their life. So this is a form of worship. Two, by acting in terms of place. Three, by acting in terms of time, which is very interesting. Srila Prabhupada says, time, place, and circumstance. Krishna is pleased when we serve the Lord according to the time and place to glorify Him. So not all of us can go to Vrindavan, stay in Kartik there. But by acting in terms of our time and place in the service of the Lord, Krishna is very, very pleased. Fourth, by offering hymns, by offering prayers. Prabhupada says that we can offer the prayers of Queen Kunti and Brahma Samhita, which he quotes down here, Venum Pananta Maravinda Dalayataksham that's how the Lord is so beautiful. When he appeared before King Nabi, his beauty was unmatched. He's so beautiful. He's saying, although blackish, Krishna is very, very beautiful. It's interesting, Prabhupada says very twice. Very, very beautiful. So he's clearly seen Krishna. This is why he is describing this in this way. So one has to perform hymns and offer prayers. And one has to do it in the mood of devotion and in the mood that one wants to attain. So if we want Krishna Bhakti, we should offer prayers to the Lord in that mood, the Lord Krishna. And fifth is by going through the priest. So performing some service through the priest. The priest performs the arti ceremony and we are there witnessing it or sponsoring that arti ceremony. Uh, this is all part of Bhakti. This is all part of devotion. It makes it so auspicious. Like recently I have a a one-and-a-half-year-old child, uh, son, his name is Balaram. So we performed his um, hair-cutting ceremony in New Vindavan. And, um, and the devotees there, the priests there, are so, uh, so wonderful. They, they perform the ceremony. And we felt purified by... They did the ceremony, but by doing this through them, they are residents, residents of the dham, so they're very auspicious, very uh, elevated devotees. And by their service to the Lord, we felt purified. And after that, we noticed that actually Balaram became more peaceful. Ever since he has had his mundan, he's, uh, he's become more peaceful, just, you know, calm. 
And this is definitely a result of the service that they did. So by through the priest also, we can get the blessings of Krishna. And six, by offering gifts to the priest. So if they perform this devotional service, they are serving the Lord, they are maintaining the deities, then we as the householders can offer gifts to them. And Krishna is pleased by this. And finally, seven, by observing the regulated principles. So in this month of Kartik, we can, especially in this month, actually always we should do it, but especially in this month, we can observe the regulated principles very rigidly. That this is an auspicious month, so I will not uh, break the principles. I will, not, I will only eat Krishna Prasadam. I will try to rise early in the morning and chant. So in these ways, please the Lord. And one point is that as a result of our bhakti, we can go to many different places. It's not that by doing devotional service, we will only go to Golok Dham. We can go to Vaikuntha. We can go to Saket, Lord Ramachandra's appearance place. We can go to um, Varga. We can um, go to one of the many Vaikuntha planets. But the Damodar Asakam actually says this, that if we want to go to Vrindavan, where Lord Damodar is, that type of devotion is very specific. It is very special. That type of devotional service must be done to Lord Damodar himself. That devotional service um, is done in the mood of the residents of Vrindavan, in the, following the footsteps of Mother Yashoda. And that devotional service is very, uh, you know, very, uh, uh, very special. So we may chant our 16 rounds, we may follow the regulated principles, and we may go to Vaikuntha. But if we actually want to go to Vrindavan Dham, to Golok Dham, then we need to follow in the footsteps of the great devotees of the Lord. The path that Srila Prabhupada has given us to cultivate that form of bhakti. Our prayer to the Lord has to be, like in the Dhammadara Asuka says, that I only want to see you as Dhammada. The meaning of that verse, the Acharyas explain, is that I don't want any other form of liberation. I don't want freedom from suffering. I don't want the heavenly planets. I don't want even Vaikuntha. But I only want to see you as Lord Dhammada, as Krishna himself, uh, in Vrindavan. And when that is our prayer, that is our desire, that Krishna will fulfill that desire. So I'll stop here. Um, I actually, uh, I teach uh, my, at the university. My first class is 8 in the morning. Uh, so I need to actually um, end early, uh, if, if it's okay. So I'll stop here. Um, and um, uh, uh, thank you very much for this very wonderful opportunity to glorify the Lord and uh, speak on Shriman Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna Prabhu, my Dandavat Pranams. Such a wonderful, uh, short, uh, short but uh, very powerful session. And the word that you said today um, struck me, um, even though no before, austerity with love. Um, so generally in the process of doing the austerity, love, the mood for whom we are doing, for what the purpose we are doing goes backside. And we get caught up with the details of austerity. So thank you so much for emphasizing that. Um, and I feel very fortunate to have you on our session. Yes. Well, uh, I feel very fortunate also because um, you're actually, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, every single day you are engaged in such uh, wonderful service to the Lord. This is actually uh, 
this is actually the austerity that this Bhagavata was speaking of, is rising early in the morning and doing our morning program. So you're, um, you're uh, Nityam Bhagavata Seva. You're doing it constantly. So thank you. Thank you for your comment. Uh, Go ahead, Prabhuji. Uh, yeah. Nice to hear you, Prabhu, after a long time. Uh, and uh, it was last time, Hare Krishna, Prabhu. I remember we like I we heard you in Nivindavan last time, and uh, it is, like, as Mataji said, we are really fortunate to have your association. So I would request you to please come again and again on the conference. Uh, we'd like to have more of more of your classes. Yes, Prabhu. I, I, I also really value your all of your association. So I will uh, definitely try more. I actually really liked it this morning. So I, I will definitely try to join more. Um, uh, thank you so much, Prabhu. Then welcome, Prabhu. Then Hare Krishna.